tree Making daisy chains and watching all the honeybees So welcome, Roshenda Sandal, my favourite actress from Crouch End. Thanks so much for having me. I know you've been here before, but I've had a bit of a change round since you came last, as you can see. Yes, table's by the window, sofa is in the corner already and snug next to the fire. I've picked um, a million herbs today. Yeah, I can see. For you to look at and try and guess what they are. I'm sure that you'll know what most of them are. I know a few of them, but a few of them are a mystery. Oh, and I know you love cooking as well, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I love it. So I thought we could talk about a few sort of autumn recipes and things. Ooh, yeah. But um, I know we're very excited and we just can't wait to get started. But we're going to talk about herbs today, Shen. Oh, fantastic. But first, let's just have a catch-up. Oh, yeah, that's nice, yeah. You can tell us all about you and because you're such a wonderful, brilliant person. <laughs> And you came on your moped. I came on my moped, brum brum. <laughs> so I just thought, shall we tell everybody how we know each other? Yes, let's tell everybody how we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start? Yeah, yeah, we did a play together called The Nap, um, written by Richard Bean in Sheffield, mm. which was all about um, a snooker player and how he got conned out of his money. Mm-hmm. And we actually played it in the Crucible where they actually do the snooker championships. So, yeah. Yeah, and it was a great, great, wickedly funny play. And we did have a real laugh, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did, didn't we? We it had a really such good, good laugh. Fun. We had um, dressing rooms next to each other, so that was good, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was great. It what was, was your so... character? Are you going to tell us? <gasps> yes, of course I my character was um, a police officer, a seemingly police officer, mm. and she was actually the... Um, the con woman that was going to con the the young the the young snooker player who won the championship, or was on the way to winning the championship out of his winnings, mm. who was played by Jack O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. So I had a partner called Youssef, and we tricked him out of his money basically by yeah. pretending that we were the police. And I know, like, we've got things in common because, um, well, my dad was a policeman. Yes. My stepdad is a um, police officer. Yeah, well. yeah, still is today. Yeah, and you've done a lot of um, police detec- people. You've done a lot of detective roles. How yeah. do you feel about that? Do yeah. you think you could be a real policewoman? No, I don't think I could be a real policewoman. I think they're kind of being stitched up a little bit at the moment with their pensions and the incentives to join the police aren't as great as they once were, and the work is a lot harder now. Because, you know, my dad, my stepdad kind of does a 45-mile radius on his own now. Mm. And I I feel like that's... If you were a woman doing that, for example, mm. I mean, you know, you know how people can be. I'm not sure how, how safe that is. Mm. It, it used to be you had to have a partner with you, you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But now there's so much of a shortage of police officers, particularly in rural areas. So if you came across a really cross farmer yeah. and you're on your own yeah. he might sort of throw you into the uh, silage yeah. pit yeah. you might get thrown in oh, you, you might get thrown in the harvester <laughs> you never come out what else could you get thrown into you could get thrown into the sheet dip oh yeah that would oh, be oh that wouldn't be very nice that would not be very nice because didn't you do a play when yeah. you yeah that was it what was that play it was called Gundog at oh the Royal Court yeah that was so yeah, good yeah and I dip dyed my hair because I I, I, th- I had this idea that she would just every now and then just dip her hair in the sheep dip 
You have really played some amazing parts, haven't you? <laughs> I've like, been so lucky. Since the nap, I mean, I know you were doing stuff before the nap, but since that, your career literally has rocketed, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've been so, so... I've got a great team behind me, so I'm, I'm extraordinarily lucky you, for that. For I mean, that. you are brilliant as well. <laughs> oh, so, thanks. You're so good. <laughs> I always remember, like, when we were in the nap, like, backstage, like, getting ready to go on, and I remember you used to do, um, like... For your character, like a pressing exercise. Oh yeah, didn't yeah. You? Press the walls, yeah. And press press the, the walls, ground yourself. Ground yeah, yourself. and it's such a good exercise, you know, because I did it in the play after that that I did. Um, it was the Stephen Lowe play, Touched, and I pressed the um, the part yeah. of the stage because it really sort of it just helps you ground when all that yeah. adrenaline comes yeah. up, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does, and it just makes you feel like your feet are on the ground. It doesn't work for me just thinking about my feet being rooted. Mm. I have to actually physically push against something it's a bit like you know hugging if you could if I could hug it I, I would yeah. as well it's the same thing it's the same press a bit like hugging trees isn't it? yeah. it's the same kind of feeling it just grounds yeah, you yeah it stops you from feeling so nervous because your heart is and I don't like fussing too much I'm quite a high energy person mm-hmm. I don't I don't even need coffee in the morning to kind of wake up do you know what I mean so mm. pressing and being mm. quiet mm. just sitting down and having a cup of tea <laughs> before you go on is yeah. so helpful for me well I'm going to make you a cup of tea now. oh I know right so cute look at I that know. I'm going to get it's almost like we planned that <laughs> we're good aren't we we're obviously good aren't we <laughs> So what tea are we having then, Esther? Would you like some herbal tea? Yeah, I would like some herbal tea. What does the chef recommend? (laughs) Well, I've got some different herbs which I recommend. I picked some out the garden today. As you can hear, Lenny's making a very big noise, but Tom will take him out in a minute. I thought... um, Oh, that's the sound of the lid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's ever so good. Good practice. I thought, so on the table, we've got some uh, mint and lemon verbena. Lemon verbena. That's quite minty as well. Do you want to... Look, smell that one. That's the lemon verbena. Oh, yeah. Lovely. That's nice. And then there's mint. And then we've got this other um, verbena. So I thought maybe we could put that in as like a little flower. Oh, lovely. Um, I think that will add to our things. Have you, is every, are you feeling healthy? Have you got any things, any um, any things that you might need a bit of... Have you got a headache, for instance, <laughs> Do you know what? I would love just some something refreshing like this. That would go right, down an absolute treat. So, we'll put some mint in there. Yeah. Ever so easy, just straight picked from the but, farm, <laughs> from the garden. Are these all the, what, the things that you put together, that they go together? Well, in, like, cooking and things like that. Well, to be honest with you, this lemon balm, it's sort of... I don't know whether it's part of the mint family. I feel it? like it is. It does grow like mint. Yeah. I think it probably what is. What would you put that in? Chicken? Well, I've never really... The I've only, never cooked with it. No, the only thing I've used it with um, is in flavouring sweet things. Yeah, it's quite aromatic. Yeah, so I made, like, um, a plum jam and I put it in. That Ooh, was very nice. And um, I think Tom's put it in his beer before. While we're stewing our tea, mm. we'll leave that there. Lovely. We'll leave it next to Andrew's electrical equipment. And it oh, might, that's it, so... It, that is so safe. Yeah. I'll just get my... Um, <laughs> Getting my uh, tea cosy. Oh, can you describe it to the listeners, Shen? Oh, well, it's covered in Esther's 
favourite animals? Bees. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like a red woolly hat. And it's got loads of loads of woolen. But did somebody knit that for you? I know, it's so nice. Did somebody do that for you? Yeah. Who so did lovely. that for you? It's so nice. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get us a cup. Oh, yeah, get us a cup. I can't drink it out of the pot. <laughs> I'm going to warm the cups up first. Oh, okay. Because um, these look, you know, I think when it's cold. A bit cold. Yeah, when when it's when it's a bit cold out, you cut, if you pour your tea into a cold cup, it's um, not good, is it? Right then. Oh, here we go. So Shane, I hope we've done it strong enough. Ooh, it's slightly yeah. green, isn't it? So oh, that's lovely. good sign. Oh. And uh, oh yes, that's it. Ooh. All right then. Oh well, I hope you enjoy the tea. Let's do oh, cheers. Let's do a... Cheers. Don't chip chip the lovely cups. Ooh. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Do you think I could have done with a few more things in it? Oh no. For me that is so nice. Lovely and mild. I've got mm. a couple of floaties in mine as well. Look, I've put some extra things in. <laughs> and it's ever so nice. <laughs> Oh, it's like being at a posh hotel. Oh, I know it's posh, aren't I? Oh, you're dead yeah. posh, you. And it's always nice to have tea in a little sort of fancy cup as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm a massive fan of tea and saucers. I don't actually have one at the moment. Yeah. But I, 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 I love tea and saucers. And when I was little, I used to love playing with porcelain tea sets. You know, them oh, little yeah. miniature ones that are kind of oh, quite hard to I break. They were so cute. They were so cute. I know, mm. I know. My grandparents used to buy me those as... Mm. It's well, it's before the days of computers, isn't it? Did you used to like to do make believe little scenarios? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my, in one of my most famous ones is I, I used to really have um, a group of imaginary chickens that used to follow me around, and I used to collect grass seed for them and just like little bits of grain, the things that look like corn, and um, put them fill my pockets full of them and I'd go and hide on my own and feed my imaginary chickens. So if you couldn't find me, I was always kind of like uh, underneath this little tiny mini um, willow tree in, the, uh, in my grandma's back garden feeding imaginary chickens. Oh. And they all used to follow me around all the time, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God, that is so cute. <laughs> and my friend's just got some chickens as well. I was telling him and he was just like, you are... Off the wall, girl. You know, I don't think you told me you had imaginary chickens. Didn't I? Especially because I used to keep chickens, real ones. Oh, no, real I ones, mean... mind you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. so if you're imagining your chickens were here now, what would you say to them? Oh, this is what I do. I collect the grass seed and I go like this. Chick, 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 chickens. Chick, 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 chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the grass seed. But really, so no one else can hear. It was a private thing, you know. Oh. I know, I know. I'm making myself out sound like a right lonely child, aren't I? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
Um, so I'm going to tell you a bit about all these herbs. Well, not all of them, because I've got so many on the table. Oh, it looks absolutely amazing. And a little bit about the sort of history of one or two of them. Nice. And what people believed that, that they were good for. Yeah, great, great. It's like being at school. <laughs> we've got all the usuals, like we've got lovely parsley. There is a... Oh, parsley there. Well, you thought that was parsley, but guess what it is? What is it then? It's actually carrot top. Oh, it's carrot top. I should so have known that. If you were making a, a pesto, yeah. you can use that if you've run out of basil or parsley oh, or whatever delicious. you use. And you can use it and people don't realise. And it's really nice. Yeah, carrot top pesto with 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 um with with roasted carrots um and putting the pesto on top. That is delicious. Is it shared? Yeah, that's one of the Riverford um recipes. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> We follow our You're it's so horrible. good at cooking. <laughs> I know you're really good. Um, you like chilies, don't you? And I've got a few oh, some chilies. Yeah. I've got quite a few outside still left. But um, oh, they're doing ever so well, aren't they? Yeah, they like the heat. What um, have you been growing any? I haven't been growing any this year. I've done flowers this year you in know, my pots. You're just too busy to grow anything. I know you? everything just dies off. But I've got my fig tree at yeah. the bottom, so that's always nice and satisfying when they go though. I loved all the things. I don't want it to be a little bit more experimental and maybe do something with the leaves because apparently the leaves are delicious. Have you tried it yet? I've not tried it yet. I need a bit of time to chicken. Chicken. So if you get a fig, big fig leaf, and lay it on the bottom of your roasting pan. Oh. Or wrap your chicken thighs in the fig leaf and tie it with a bit of string. Absolutely really? delicious, yeah. It just keeps juicing. But it's the skin of the chicken. You know, like, you don't get the crispy skin of the chicken. Yeah, well, you could do it. Um, you, you could, could maybe get, caramelise it Or first. you could do it with some chicken breasts. Or you could just mm. leave the, the fig leaves, just stuff the fig leaves inside the chicken and around the chicken. And what, do you eat the leaf? Um, no, nah. I think it just uses it for the flavour. Oh, because I've heard so of it in easy. ice cream. Apparently in ice cream it's supposed to be delicious. Well, all those fig leaves, you can just start wrapping stuff up Yeah, we're going to have to it. start wrapping stuff now. Yeah, just experiment. As of tonight, I'm starting with my fig leaf wrapping. There's a herb on the table here that's really good for memory. Do you know which one it might be? Do you remember? Do you know what? I don't know. I don't know that. So it's actually... Um, Rosemary. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you see, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... Right. So it's it's people often think, you know, rosemary for remembrance and rosemary for love and, in fact... Um, rosemary for potatoes. <laughs> in fact, Ophelia, Ophelia at the end of Hamlet in Act 4, scene 5, says, there's rosemary, that's for remembrance. Pray, love, remember... So it's obviously a long, long time ago, people have been using it to remember things. Mm. And they used to, the Romans used to make like these lovely crowns to put round people's heads. Oh, and actually, they've discovered that, um, you know, it's really good for, for your memory. So oh, people wow. have been going mad buying their kids rosemary oil. Um, to, before they go into exams. Oh, really? And, yeah. What to put under their tongue? Or well, you know, to just to rub on them or to eat or whatever. Oh, because I have had rosemary um, water before. Have you? That was yeah. It was like fizzy carbonated water with rosemary, and I guess it was the oil. So I've made this morning before you came. Oh. I've made some rosemary oil. 
Oh, did you? Yeah. I mean, how do you go about doing that? So then? look. Oh, you just dipped it in some. Oh yeah, it smells like Sunday dinner. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> so anybody can do that. I've done it in the slow cooker. So people are just crazy going out and buying it, like kind of fifteen pounds a bottle, and they they could they could easily do it themselves. Yeah. So all this is is um, we're going to let it cool so we can try it a bit in a bit. But all this is, is I've put about six sprigs of rosemary mm. into two cups of, of olive oil and then I just put it in the slow cooker for a couple of hours on high. Hi. And, you know, you could add this. There's lots of things you can do with it. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like I said, the Romans used to put it like, um, you know, make a garlands around the hair. Yeah. But actually it's really good for your hair. It's Is really it? good for your hair. It's really good for your scalp. And it's really good for memory. So it's almost like it's sort of good for, for your head. head. Yeah. It's a head thing. And them, them Romans, they knew what they were talking about. I oh, know. Mm. So do you think if I gave you some, would you use any of that? Yeah, I would use some of that. I always use anything you give me. <laughs> do you think it could... Are you good? Well, how good are you at mem remembering your lines? Oh, I'm quite a quiet learner, so I, I, I just let it seep in. I'm good if I like it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the trouble of an actor, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I'm good if, I, if I'm enjoying it. I can get it in quite quickly, but if it's... If it's a bit harder, like police jargon or something mm. like that, it takes a little bit of time to soak in. Yeah. Uh, so do you think rosemary oil might help you? It might help me, yeah. Yeah, rosemary oil with a mixture of lion's mane, mushroom and cordyceps. And yeah. I just love anything like that, you know me. So do you think you'd sit there with it on your head and you'd have your script with you? Oh, yeah, just a few drops. Or what I could do is just put a few drops on my scalp and while I'm mm. learning my lines, get Mark to rub my head. Yeah. Because that then it's soaking right into the brain. Can you tell us who Mark is? Yes, he's I mean, my of course, partner. I know who he <laughs> you is. You know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's the big chin man from Leeds. <laughs> and Mark's also an actor, isn't he? He is. He's a lovely actor. He's, um, he's one of my favourite actors. <laughs> so this tea that we've got, it's got lemon balm in. And in the old days, they used mm. to think that lemon balm lifted the spirits. Oh, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, so... Um, and, and also that they thought that it... It actually, if you rubbed it on, it would help with stings and bites. So that's quite good for them. Oh, really? What would be for the dock leaf? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. Probably, because it's got that sort of funny texture, hasn't it? Oh, you yeah. Could, yeah. And you can use it as a, essential oil as well, can't you? Yeah. But nowadays, I think they, because it does lift your spirits, they also mix it in with, like, calming herbs, because it's got that flavour. And some of the calming herbs... Um, you know, especially some of these roots like vivarium, valerian, valerian root, root are quite sort of powerful and the flavour's a bit strong. So a lemon balm could mix really, it with that. Yeah. And it might be a great balance of valerian root takes you right down. Yeah, yeah, it that's true. It might be true. nice to meet in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, when you were at RADA, did you ever, um, like, because everybody was, I mean, they were in our year. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a lot younger than me, but... I used to like bringing all sorts of herbal teas to calm people's nerves. Oh, to calm people's nerves. And I, I went to this place on the, on the Fulham Road and because um, I couldn't sleep, you know, I was just like, my anxiety levels were high and so was everybody else's. Yeah, of course. And so they gave me this, these herbs um, and I just, I mean, I must have gone in and went, please help me, I can't sleep. You know, so they gave me like really strong ones and it literally paralysed me in my bed. I couldn't move. 
What, like sleep paralysis? Well, yeah, I just sort of like, I, I woke up with my eyes opened, but I couldn't move my body. They were so strong, what they Blooming gave heck. me. What was that? I don't know. But anyway, I gave them to other girls on the um, on the course. Oh, and so everybody... you got paralysed and you gave them to everyone else? Yeah, that but is... it, it did knock you out, but it was to the point where it paralysed you, to the point where you couldn't move. And I think I must... Must have taken too much, but nobody could believe it, and everybody was coming and saying, "Bloody hell, that teeth is like I couldn't move." And so I did it. Ah, ah. My dad, so I told my dad about it, and he said, "I'm going to try this. What is this anyway?" I gave my dad some, and my dad was he couldn't move either, and he couldn't believe it. He said, "My arms were like I couldn't bend them," and I said, "No," and I couldn't. I don't know what it was. But were you asleep or was you like awake was, and you were you yeah. knew you, that you were paralysed so you were conscious? Yeah, it was something so strong. And it was the, it was a herbalist selling this uh, on it was like down the Fulham, Fulham Road. Road. You're too funny. <laughs> anyway, I don't think anything that you're taking now is gonna make Until you feel now. like that. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> But on the table, Shen, um, what sort of things like do you what do you do you use any of these in your cooking? Rosemary, yeah. sage, of course. Yeah. Sage is pretty hard to get hold of, though. Oh well, you can I take that. Round, yeah. <laughs> so the sage, I love this because you can actually, you know, take a leaf off and you can dip it in like egg and flour yeah. and just fry the leaf. Um, yeah, that was what I was going to ask you. Is that how you fry your sage leaves then? I do it in butter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can just put them in butter like that and they're so delicious. Yeah, I <gasps> wanted to try that because obviously with it being, you know, Halloween season, it's uh, there's so much pumpkin around. Oh, and it's great with yeah, pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. And in the veg box and everything, um, we yeah. do the same veg box. <laughs> I know. Um, it's... Um, yeah, it's there's so much squash oh, and I know. carrot, and it just goes so well with that. Well, I haven't started getting my Riverford. Um, well, no, you'll still be living yet because your... I'm still having these. But it's such a good box, isn't it's it? Such a good box. But the great thing about sage, again, you know, when we're talking about the rosemary for memory, yeah, and what's sage? sage. Well, Tom was saying this is um, it's an indigenous um, yeah. of America, and oh, is the, it really? yeah, and they used to use it a lot for cleansing. Well, of course, the yeah. sage. Age, well, I don't know what you call them. The, yeah, like, they look like cigars, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. And you, but you, I always thought it was that anyway, because um, you know, if you want to like cleanse something like a room, and they use it in, um, I don't know whether some religions use it. It's like, it. is it Buddhism? I, yeah, I think so. I, I feel like it's Buddhism. Yeah, my yeah. friends are Buddhist. He, he it's quite his... mystical, isn't it? And yeah, and they burn it, and it cleanses. And when I um, was like, because I love all spells and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, you don't. I know. And one and and sage is really good for like cleansing a new space. So yeah. if you wanted to like yeah. a fresh start, yeah. you can sort of burn some sage, and or you could even rub it. You know, if like you want to, mm. you want to get rid of you know something, you can just. Oh it's yeah, quite yeah, a, yeah. And it, I wonder whether it was used because it's such a powerful herb, isn't it? Yeah, it's very powerful. I mean, I'm surprised about the American fact. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's and to me, I thought sage was so English. I didn't. I know that that in the ancient like medieval times, if you could grow good. Sage, it really reflected how good you were with money. Oh, really? I mean, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Now, the cleanse and then the money and then yeah. like starting again and refreshing. 
I mean, oh, it's so, interesting. I find that that's what I was interested in. Like, I was just doing a bit of reading about how, like, bay again, another really, really strong, very strong flavor. Love bay. Apparently, like, um, you know, bay is another one of these protective mm. ones. So, in wars, like in the Roman times, they used to make the crown of 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 um, oh, bay really? leaves and also after a battle people would like give a bay leaf you know um in victory people would, sh- oh. would give a, a bay leaf out well and is the beige and the sage are they quite sturdy plants because i know bay it just keeps mm. going and going and going my bay tree are never without leaves mm. it's so sturdy is sage the same well no. Is it have a season? Well, the thing is with sage is that, you know, like bay, you just can't kill it. You can't kill it? But sage, you can. So maybe that was why it showed if you um, were yeah. good with sage. I see you were you good mean. with your money or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I see that. what you mean. Very Cause, careful. Because if you break sage off, if you break sage off and you keep breaking it off, in the end, the plant will die. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not hardy like that. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Oh, God, yeah, it's a bit more... Bit, bit more pretentious, mm. the old sage leaf. Bay, common as muck. So I know <laughs> you're interested in sort of um, mystical and spells and things. Would you ever consider uh, making a spell when you were, you know, for anything, for good luck or anything like that? Oh, God, yeah, all day long. All day long. You know me, <laughs> I come round here and join in. <laughs> I've got my cauldron ready next week for Halloween. <laughs> you know, are you going to do any spells? Well, I think I might do a spell to help the world be a better place. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So maybe I'll use my sage for cleansing, the rosemary for remembrance of this... Of this this year so far. Oh, and also the last two years. Yeah. But this year so far has been like a... You know, a, a complicated year, hasn't it? It really has. It's like getting back to the to where we were. We're not mm. quite there yet, are well, we? No. But the interesting thing about this time of year, if we're going to be making um, spells and stuff, yeah. apparently time yeah. was used to try and sort of communicate in the old days with fairy folk. Oh! Yeah. So, and, and even the dead. So if you, like, brewed up some time, you know, maybe in a tea or something, you were supposed to be able to to contact the Ooh. dead. Oh, I'm not sure about time in tea, is it? Well, you can have a time tea. I mean, it's meant to so be... It um, a bit like for meat and things like that. Well, it you? is very good for good health. And also, it's, um, it's meant to... To help you stop having nightmares if you take it at night. Oh really? But um, you know, I always like to contact. Strong. I always like to contact the dead. So, or maybe if we rub this, we might be able to. Oh yeah, should we have a little? Should rub? we see who we can contact? Who's out there? Oh no, you know what they're like though. They'll jump out on you. Do you think now you've sniffed yeah. that? Yeah, now I've sniffed that. I'll get a blooming fright now. Do you think when you walk down the road now, who do you think you'll see? Oh, you know me, I see my nana every day, don't I? She's a robin. And she she does jump up on me, and she knows what she's doing as well. Do and think... she, when I'm walking home from the pub and I'm a bit too drunk, she flies past my head. Does she? Yeah, she does, yeah. yeah. What do you think she's saying to you? She's saying, get home now, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Stop mocking about. I was thinking of putting this time, so this could be nice, um, in some honey... 
Oh, yeah, now that would be nice because it's nice with cheese. So I was going to, I mean, you can have thyme honey and in Greece and places like that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. But I was going to put this in the honey and then leave it to steep for about three weeks and then it will be a really lovely robust flavour. That would be so nice drizzled over cheese. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll put it in the honey jar. I've got some honey here. Oops. Oh, yeah. Oh. And we'll stuff it in. (laughs) Put it into the jar. And then close the jar. And then next time you come round in three weeks, we'll... Have some time and honey. Yeah, that'll be nice, won't it? Yeah, that'll be lovely, that. But you've got to make sure your parsley, your your thyme is um, quite dry because you don't want any water on it to get into the honey because then it will start to ferment a bit faster. Oh, right, okay. And then I thought we could could try... We've got two things to try. We've got some... Some herb honey. I don't know whether I've got this to... I'm just going to get a spoon. And then we've got some biscuits. Oh, fantastic. What a way to end. Bikiso. So I've made some herb shortbreads. You could dip them in your tea, but I don't know what that'd be like. And, you know, most people think shortbread is with, you know, a sweet thing. These are sweet, but I've put savoury herbs in. So I've done um, rosemary, basil and lemon, and I've done um, actually a bit of lavender. So, of course, um, a bit like my labels with chillies and stuff, I've forgotten and I don't know which one's which, so you'll just have to guess. I'll just have to guess. Oh, thanks ever so much. Let's have a look, so... Well, they smell delicious. Mmm. Mm. I wonder if I've not put enough herbs in. Can you taste any herbs? <laughs> <laughs> I can taste the herb. What herb have you got? I then? think I've got thyme. Mm. Rosemary. Have you got rosemary? We said on the recipe, one teaspoon of herbs in the recipe, but I think I could have done with a bit more. Mm. Mm. I think it could hold a lot more. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes people don't like herbaceous, like, mm. they, like they find it too perfumey, so maybe they're just kind of... Mm. It's gentle, though, isn't it? Mm. And now it's got herbs in it. Having a biscuit is one of the five a day. Boom. <laughs> Health. Good idea. Do you know what I mean? Shen, what work have you got coming up next? So I'm going to take a little bit of a rest because I've got a... Um, promotion for my next project coming up which is called The Rig mm. which is about a, um, a group of people that get stuck on an oil rig oh dear yeah. <laughs> and um, you know some it's a thriller so this great mist descends upon this oil rig and we start to learn a little bit more about what's happening with the world <laughs> and I shall say no more <laughs> Oh, that sounds good. So I'm doing the promotion for that in December. What is that? It is a six-part TV series for Amazon Prime. Mm. So we're going to go and do some... We shot it all in Scotland, so we're going to honour Scotland and go down and do a a whole boatload of promo down there and then um, we're coming back to London to to officially launch it, I guess. I guess it'll be coming out maybe a month or two later. Yeah, yeah, and then that's it. So you were actually out on a rig? 
No, unfortunately, because of COVID, we couldn't get out on a rig. We were supposed to be on a discontinued rig, mm-hmm. but they decided against the 90-minute each-way journey on the ships because we were shooting, I mean, in Scotland, and you never know with these British waters. It's a bit You dangerous. might end up being stuck out there, and you don't yeah. want to be kind of stuck on a rig. And Plus, I'm terrified of the ocean, so... Can you, can you swim? I'm a really good swimmer, but... It's something to do with the the vastness of the ocean. I just I'm like oh, I can't de- I can't deal with it. It's more scary to me than space. Or is it something to do with coming from Grimsby? Yeah, what in the pooey brown sea? <laughs> <laughs> Sosa Grimsby. Grimsby. There's so many people from Grimsby. I know there is now, isn't there? I think it's Grims- Grimsby's got a good lot of people there, haven't they? Even if it has gone brown, got oh, what's him? brown tea. I mean, brown sea. Um, so now we're finishing off with a herbal honey. Ooh. And um, I suppose it's sometimes difficult for people to imagine that bees just go on one plant. But of course, in this world where we've got so many herbs in demand, you can actually get these uh, monofloral honeys. I know. And this one... I've never it, actually tried one. Yeah. I don't know whether I've got you to try this before. We're on the doorstep when we were in COVID. I can't remember, but... No, you know what? I don't think I've ever tried right one then. of these. So have a try of this. Okay. Did I just say what it was or not? And um, no. you said a herbal honey. All right, then. So see what you think it is. Mm, I like it, but I don't know what that is. It's quite unusual, isn't it? Can you tell any flavours, or it, is it reminding you of anything? Mm, I can't work that out. But it's lovely and light. Mm. It's not as heavy on the palate. Well, it's quite tastes almost a bit, a little bit similar to, and a not a high strength manuka. Oh. Yeah. Mm. It's actually co- coriander. Coriander? Yeah. Well, it does something different in honey then, doesn't it? Well, this is... The the bees have collected the nectar from this plant, coriander, and actually bees love it because it's really good for them, coriander. So I'm just imagining coriander being grown. Is there a flower there? Yeah, there's a little white flower. Right. And then that flower then bears the beautiful little seeds that are so fruity... And the last few years I've been growing it on the allotment and I've had so many lovely fruity seeds from it. So the bees have obviously been pollinating it. Oh, big time, yeah. Yeah, and they've really enjoyed it and, you know, so... And coriander, when you buy it from the supermarket or something, it just dies straight away, so that's perfect. Yeah. So you can just go snip a bit off when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, a nod to the bees and um, thank you so much... Coming, um, Rashenda, I call you Shen, but what I feel a bit disappointed that we are ending the podcast because actually, me and you we like chatting all day long, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah, I mean, get ready for it because this could be a lifetime worth of podcasts. I'd love it if you came back. Oh, no, I'll come back anytime, Mr. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I'll come See, through these, these cozy doors any day. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, next time maybe you can bring Mark as well. Um, yeah, yeah, we could, um. We'll lure him into some sort of... Thing, yeah, we'll lure we? the city guy, the si- the guy from Leeds, into the herbalist garden. We will, <laughs> yes. So thanks for coming, and um, I'm sorry, but we'll... I suppose we'll have to end. Oh, well, all right, then. Do we have to switch it off now? We will. <laughs> Boo! <laughs>
Queen Bees is written and created by Esther Coles and Jane Horrocks. It is produced by Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard and partly recorded at The Hives on my allotment near Crouch End in London. Our title music is Sweet Nothing by Amy Mae Ellis and Will Cookson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Queen Bees Pod for pictures and videos from The Hive. Queen Bees is a hat-trick podcast.